You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, and this is the slightly late opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandham Private Wealth. And, and Nick, uh, yeah, we've got a few things coming up, haven't we, in the next 36, 48 hours, uh, Reserve mm. Bank-wise. Let's, let's, let's have a look at the diary, first of all. What's happening today? Yeah, so morning, Lindsay. It is it is a it is a busy diary. Um, obviously, not to mention the big one, of course, is the Federal Reserve, the FOMC, also known as the Federal Open Market Committee out of America. Yes. They're announcing its decision on interest rates. Um, most people expect this, uh, the Mr. Jay Powell, to reaffirm its current zero interest rate policy over the next three years. Uh, he does hold a news conference afterwards, is what uh, what we call in the industry as a live meeting. Uh, we also have Brazil after the central bank uh, meeting this afternoon as well. They expect to keep their rates at a new at a record low of two percent. Bank of Japan starts their two-day monetary policy, and of course, our South African Reserve Bank starts theirs too. So, lots of central bank meetings, lots of powwows happening. Uh, but then, on the also not to mention economic data, you know, we have quite a bit out this afternoon too. So, we have some U.S. retail sales. That's quite a big one to watch. Yes. Um, and we also have uh, some business inventories. I mean, locally, we had some. Uh, some local day chart this morning. So the diaries are getting pretty busy as we as people come back from the Northern Hemisphere summer, and uh, I expect the volatility probably kick up going into the next month or so. Although the volatility is to the upside on the um, S and P futures and the Nasdaq futures again, it's it's mm. it's, 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 it's quite it's quite a head it's a head scratch, Lindsay, because yeah. like yesterday, yesterday it looked like a little bit of a pause ahead of the Fed, a bit of nerves coming in. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a bid on the VIX, and then they ramped it up to up half a percent for the last 10 minutes, as they normally do. And then once again this morning, I mean, pretty much every single asset I was looking at this morning and indices around in Europe, certainly in Europe, are, are unchanged. You know, DAX up just 10 pips, uh, Eurostocks unchanged, FTSE unchanged, even our market literally up 0.2%. But in the last hour, once again, S&P futures up half a percent, yeah. NASDAQ pointing to another strong open. It's just the this U.S. market seems relentless, and um, you better hope Jay Powell is very, very dovish and pro-equities because this market is starting to once again look a little bit ahead of itself. Yes, that's the anticipation, of course. And if he mm. if he can't do anything because otherwise he'd, he'd get he his, he'd be spanked by Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, so he's obviously got a, a very strict regime that he has to preside over in other words and i guess and i guess this yeah this fed put once as you're saying this fed put alive and well maybe we should call it trump put i'm not sure discovery came out with results this morning the share price on my screen down 2.7 percent what did they look like to you I mean, I, I'm very surprised they're not down further. Yeah. Um, I mean, you read into the, these numbers and it's a, it's another COVID essay in lockdown horror story. It really, really was pretty bad. Um, I mean, I mean, where do you, where do you start? I mean, these were from every single number that came out. It was a shocker. So, um, yeah, very surprised it's not done more. I mean, the net income dropping 99% year on year, 99%. So that's a nervous laugh, um, sorry. Yeah. yeah, look, I guess I guess the one positive spin is, is they did increase their assets, which is good, up 17% year on year. So that, I mean, that's a kudos to them. But overall, I mean, talking about COVID-related impacts, claims, lapses, they're expecting, uh, they've put aside 3.4 billion rand as a provision for that for the uh, pandemic for the 2020 year. I mean, that obviously impacted its profit by 2.3 billion. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. I don't think we have enough time in the show to go through them. And once again, you know, Discovery... Um, 
very complicated to go through all these little line items. Yes. But on the face of it, I was, and of course, uh, skipping a final dividend, as we've seen with, with other SA companies. But overall, HEP's down 94%, and uh, it's difficult to see how you can get enthusiastic by looking at these numbers at first glance. And it's not exactly in the price either, because the stock has, has bounced back quite a bit over the last few weeks. As you say, it's a complicated set of numbers to go through at, mm. this, t- at this time in the morning, but maybe in the next couple of days, people will say, well, exactly what you've said, that the, the, these, these numbers are, are not great. Was there anything that you gleaned from the numbers that says how many people have either stopped paying or stopped paying their policies or they, they've let them lapse or something like that? Because that's the first thing you do when you're in trouble. You, mm. you go to Discovery and you say, wait a second, I'm paying 2,780 rand a month for this, so that's got to go out the window. No. In fact, once again, this, this, this MBA typical discovery jargon, I read you one line and you can see if you can make any sense of it. Um, they say, Discovery's own data and insights have been overlaid onto global and local data to build sophisticated models to consider three scenarios with the previous established in the medium scenario as prudent best estimate. I have no idea. So what, what, what does that mean? I have no idea. Did some Please algorithmic robot write that or something? Know. What does it mean? <laughs> It's not English. I just don't know. Um, I don't know. Look, they look, they're reasonably bullish on the outlook. They said they're well positioned for growth, but only from 2023, which ties in with uh, the, the banks as well, which are saying they're not going to return to 2019's growth for a number of years. So, if anything, I guess uh, I guess the, something like a discovery and, and our financial services are going to kind of be tripping along sideways for the time being. Great has received final payment for Iceland sale and it's uh, given us a new look update, uh, the, the company or the shop new look and also a portfolio trading update and Brait is to redeem its 2020 bonds share price up around about uh, 4% but that's nothing, that could be one one or two cents in the um, in the bigger scheme of things or the smaller scheme of things in, in this case but Brait anyway, that's not one to watch is it really? No, I mean, they were, you know, sometimes I almost feel a little bit sorry for them. They were caught in the perfect storm. I mean, expanding into the UK exactly as Brexit started a number of years ago. I can't believe we're still talking about Brexit. But that was, what, three, four years ago when it first started. And also knock-on effect of... of um, of having COVID in the UK and the shutdown and everything else, so and the, and the, and obviously the flip to uh, to more online shopping. As I said, it was the perfect storm. I think you're um, being a little I bit think- too kind to them actually, because they went in uh, with all guns blazing mm. uh, when the share price was one rand, sorry, 170 rand or something like that, and they thought they could do anything and take take retail, the South African retail experience to the UK, and they got it completely wrong, and they overpaid. But they did have a couple of other things that, um, yeah, as you yeah, said, caused the perfect Iceland, storm. New Look, Iceland, yeah. New Look, obviously the Virgin Operations as well. So we have some quality assets, but just so many combinations came together just to create an environment which just did not work. And, uh, yeah, not to mention the latest, obviously, with more and more people shopping online and not going up a high street, and that's what New Look was. I mean, they were very much a front-face shop window business. Motors very came, little online presence. Mm. Motors came out with its numbers today. Motors Holdings short-form preliminary summarised consolidated results for the year ended 30th of June. You must have had a look at that this morning because uh, it came out at 7 o'clock. <laughs> looked quite good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, they're actually not bad. I mean, this is... Um Obviously, it's not also not an easy space to be in the South African environment, but uh, you know this is purely automated play and majority essay focused, and uh, you wonder what the South African consumer is doing. But I think also this was a little bit oversold. I mean, the stock was, I mean, it's bounced back significantly, but it was it was down almost sixty five percent year to date, which I, I guess 
in the, in the scheme of things, a little bit too much. This did not bounce back with the rest of the market from the lows in March, and rightly so. I mean, it's a tough space. But I think it's more of a case that it's not as bad as people thought. And they um, spoke about uh, resuming dividend payments eventually, but no dividend this time, but they did speak about next time around resuming dividend payments. And they also spoke about uh, strong sort of trading cash influence uh, during and after lockdown. So I think a little bit of a maybe a light at the end of the tunnel for this one, and, and maybe they deserve – Bit of a yeah, a bit of a bounce, a bit more optimistic, and stock up nine point three percent currently thirty five and ninety one. So market liking the story. Okay, African Rainbow Capital Investments dealing in securities, but other otherwise um, nothing coming out. Well, she's been quite a busy morning, but nothing more. Let's have a look at the the spot prices. The dollar is going to be quiet ahead of the U.S. Federal Reserve meeting or the announcement of the. Uh, findings of the U.S. Federal Reserve uh, meeting. Um, I'm going to go straight though to the up five up and five down. I've got Hammerson up 3.6 percent, Anglo American Platinum up 3.6 percent, RB Platts up 3.4 percent, Sassola 2.9 percent winner, and Exaro up 2.6 percent. With TFG on the downside, um, Shini Group yeah getting whacked again down 4.1 percent, Resilient down three and a half, Truist down three percent. Bidvest down 3% and Discovery down 2.5%. What's the story with the retailers? Because we were talking about this yesterday with David. Why is it suddenly, mm. why have they suddenly gone um, belly up? Well, if you if you actually look at, at some of the price action um, over the last few months, um, that tells the, the biggest story. You need to actually take a step back, Lindsay. I mean, back in the, back in just July, just going back a couple of months, uh, Fushini Group was 54 and a share. It's now 82. So it's had a significant bounce back. And maybe it's, again, one of these ones that's run a little bit ahead of itself. But when I saw yesterday on 4%. And then again today, and I had a comment from one of our, our research analysts who said, no, it's had a big bounce. I was like, where? I'm going to have to take a few months back and look at it. And he was right. It has had a, quite a big bounce back from the lows in July. We'll talk about that tomorrow evening with uh, David Shapiro because that's when you're going to be back after this uh, interview. But anyway, let's have a look at the spot prices, Nick. The dollar rand is 16.38, the British pound against the rand is 21.15 and the euro rand is 19.44 with the euro dollar 118.65. Last night in the States, the Dow Jones was flat, the S&P was up half a percent, the Nasdaq powering on uh, to the tune of 1.2%. This morning in the Far East, I have got... Tokyo flat, Shanghai down a third of a percent, Hang Seng down 0.2% in Australia, uh, 1.1% increase in the all share in Sydney. Gold price is 19.67, not bad at all, up $9 an ounce. Platinum is 9.88.5. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? Uh, Palladium currently oof, getting a bit of a smack, uh, down another $20 today, 2392 and the oil price. You want to speak about the oil price, I know that, but mm. um, let me give you the prices so far. Oh, goodness me, look at that. Nearly 3% up for West Texas at 39.39, and Brent crude is up two and two-thirds percent at $41.60. What's the story there? Yeah, a big set of inventory number draw last night. Big surprise. Um, they weren't expecting to come in so large, and it uh, looks like uh, oil, which has been languishing and going nowhere for a week or two, and it's battling to get back. It's been sort of hovering around that 40, under 40 level for a while. You know, comfortably now back over $40 a barrel. So, But still, if we look at overall, it's, it, it kind of has gone sideways. So there's the first bounce in a while. Okay, um, give us the indices after this late opening, and we have been um, trading for what, about an hour and a half now. How do we look? Well, exactly flat like, I guess, like its global peers. Uh, markets, as you pointed out, the European indices flat all around the place, uh, and we're the same. Uh, JSE all share, not even 0.08% 
well, let me rephrase it, 0.03% down, unchanged. Same goes for top 40, unchanged. Uh, we have, uh, we look at the different indices, basic materials getting a bit of bounce, 0.43, up. Uh, technology, 0.2%, firmer and on the downside. Financials, once again, I guess that's your discovery, down 1.08%. Industrials, down 1.58%. Consumer cyclicals down uh, 1.58% as well. Nick Kunza, thanks very much for your time this morning. That was the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. He'll be back with myself and David Shapiro tomorrow evening for the 5 o'clock shadow. I'll be with Skalk Lowe this evening from PSG Wealth for the 5 o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.